over here, man. They got smashed. <laughs> I heard a body hit the floor, man. I looked at Chris. <laughs> I was like, boom, people are falling out. I don't even know one of the, the definitions, if you do a word study on the glory, is the kabod. It means weighty. And uh, sometimes you just don't stand well in it. <laughs> it says the priest could not stand to minister when the glory came in. Man, let those days return. I'm serious. I love to preach, but don't even have to for a second, you know. Uh, we, we know the word must go forth, but... One of the stories I love to share is they said back in the Azusa Street Revival, William Seymour, powerful black man out of Louisiana, about north, north a good bit from where I'm from, and he got rocked in um, Houston in some Charles Parham meeting. Yes, indeed, <laughs> Houston. And, and uh, then went over to L.A. You all know the story, and that's where the Azusa Street Revival broke up. But they said he'd go in there and get a little chicken box little chicken coop box, whatever, and put his head under it and begin to just cry out for the glory. Church is there. People are there. He didn't give a rip what they thought. He just needed heaven. They said the manifest glory would come in like a cloud, so much so you could get a jar and, like, capture it. Manifest glory. And he'd take his head out from under the jar and then all this, I mean, the, um, the box, and then miracles, I mean, power, you know, the glory of God. How many of you know if he's there, that's all you need? He does the work, yeah. And uh, so let it be so, Lord, that those days return. And, um, okay, so um, a couple of quick announcements. Take up a quick offering, and then I want to share just from my heart something I've been on for a minute. I've never preached it here, but um, if you've been following us for any length of time, I've um, been touching on it and feel it's real prevalent. And... Uh, then we'll just let the Holy Spirit... Remember. Oh, yeah, real quick, word of knowledge. Um, does anybody have an issue with the right ear? It could be deafness, um, partial deafness. Okay, right here. Okay, we want to we pray for you. And back here, could it be even ringing. And right here, okay, right ear. We want to pray for you at the end. Maybe some of our prayer team, Ron, Stacy, maybe Eva and Brent, and some of you guys. Um, we want to see you totally set free and deaf ears open. I remember we were over in Atlanta... No, Alabama starts with an A, and uh, not long ago, and this this heat hit my ear. I could feel like a flame in my ear right before I got up to speak. It's a word of knowledge. Sure enough, a few rows back, um, there was the lady, and she was healed, and we've seen it for years. The Lord just does it, so heaven wants to touch you, and um, yeah, but real quick, I forgot last night, we have our Seven Spirits book that just came out. Isn't that beautiful with the designs that they do. Oh, yeah, that's a way better version than this little thing. And uh, so um, what I was going to say is if you want that we have them here now, and, you know, normally on Sundays at these conferences, I'll, I'm more than happy to sign books at the end and meet you all. And, um, but today I have to literally jump off the pulpit and go straight to Orlando. I'm over with Michael and them in Orlando tonight. And um, so I won't be able to sign them, but I pre-signed all of them in the bookstore. They're all signed already if you want one. Um, they're right there. And, um, and then, oh, yeah, the Academy again. Wanted to mention that. Anybody that wasn't here last night, love to have you. Two-year program. Just invest your life. It can be online or in person. Um, it's myself and Power Pact full of these generals in the earth, dear friends. Uh, Michael Miller, you all know, Upper Room. 
just complete legend. He was with us recently and just smashed it. Um, sometimes they're online, sometimes they're in person. We do, do both. But he was uh, hammering, what was it, uh, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Uh, Michael Quilianos, who I'll be with tonight, dear, dear friend, one of my best friends in all of the world. He was here like a godfather recently, just laying it down. Um, and, uh, oh, Todd White, you know, with the honey bun, uh, the dreadlocks. Uh, he's a whole nother caliber. Um, Daniel Kalinda, Eric Gilmore, you know, Patricia King. How many of you know women are just rocking the planet? Yes, indeed. We need women of God to step up and take this thing. And so um, Patricia King, Cindy Jacobs, you know, just people that are heroes of mine, but also colleagues and dear friends. And they just, um, so it's really powerful. I think your life will be transformed. And it's beautiful. The model is such that you can come join us in person, online, either way, whatever works for your schedule, super flexible. Jump in any trimester and just complete two years and that'll be good. Um, and then we'll take up a quick offering. And I think that was all of the announcements. You can tell I'm really good at these. <laughs> Um, I think that was it. Yeah, so I um, want to give you a, an opportunity to give if you would like to. And then some people that already consider this um, your church uh, that want to even tithe. If you go to another church, you do not tithe here. You want to give where you're being fed. That's super clear. But want to give you that opportunity, pray with you. And uh, then we'll jump into the word together if we have the offering baskets. Um, man, listen, I just... Please forgive me. I had no idea our academy students. I just found out yesterday morning, you all, just want to hug and kiss you. That's probably when I got back from Michigan. I was like, I was missing y'all. Remember I told you? But y'all y'all filled out these like pastoral appreciation week thing. I didn't even know. I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of doing pastor sort of. You know, I'm sort of fit. And, um, so I can't wait to get back. It's just so busy, hopefully. And then I'm going again Wednesday, Thursday. I can sit down and read them all. I was like, no way. Jasmine did her part, but it's always the hangups on my end. You know what I mean? And I was like, what is this? Uh, going through this stuff, and she all writ, you all wrote out all kind of super amazing things. So thank you so much for that. But um, yeah, let's pray if you feel led to give. You have an offering envelope. Won't take up too much time teaching on finances or anything like that. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, Jesus, we love you. And I pray you would um, let your blessing rest upon this people, God. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for Chris and Summer. My goodness, seal all that you did. And glorifying your name and your presence right now. Bless this people. Be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Yeah, you can more than welcome to come up and give or give online, text to give, all the fancy ways, and then we'll jump straight in. <clears throat> Got me my fancy Joe that uh, Zoe made me some concoction. I don't know. It's Zoe, wave at him. My beautiful daughter, daughter over here. Yeah. Listen, man, our uh, amazing students in the cafe will make you some nice coffee. They put verses on it. But look, if you come in there with some nonsense, they'll put Ichabod on that thing real quick. They're like, take that. No, they won't. I'm teasing. We, we only do love and, and glory. But uh, so good. Oh, yeah. Um, babe, do you mind giving this out wherever you feel led? To whoever. Anybody have a birthday this weekend? Please. Oh, no way. Do you mind giving it back there? Birthday. How old are you? No, I'm teasing. No, I wouldn't do that. Awesome. Yes, indeeders. And Elizabeth, if you have anything on your heart, listen, grab the mic or just come, come get me for real. She's full of heaven.
Can't wait to be over with them this week. Serious authority. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I want to talk to you uh, about knowing him, the highest prize in life. You know, it kind of spawned from a recent experience I had where it was really... um, totally accidental, which is how it typically is with me, not, not trying to see this or anything like this. And, uh, but I feel like it's such a, a now word, but also, you know, never ending. It's a timeless type word with the capacity and value that's on it. And I believe we need it again with the body, with where we're at. And so, um, how it started was I was in prayer some time ago, an extended time. One of these days where I locked up for more, um, time than normal. And that's all it was. The presence was building. And I could feel it getting out of hand, just the level of intimacy that was where it was going. You know, sometimes it's just a little different. You can feel the atmosphere, it's, and it's you're aligning with him in a more pure way. And um, in the just blink of an eye, I, I was opened up to see this vision of the Lord um, off to the right in this little nook. I've been calling it the nook of knowing him for many of you that have been following us and heard me teach on this. And listen, I've never seen the Lord this way. I would say, I'd say this out of the start. I've been graced to have experiences over the years, totally only by him that would, to me, would be profound. You know, like you saw, like, could be angelic or heavenly realms, and it was awesome. This one, as far as what I saw, was not up there as far as wow. But the weight of it, listen to me. The weight of what was in it rocked me. Like, no, I feel like the weight of it far surpasses the others. Does that make sense? Not that you compare and pit experiences against each other, they're all from the Lord, but um, the weight of it. So I'd never seen him like this before. If I'm you all, I'm looking, I'm going to hit the floor, sorry for the balcony folks for a second. If I'm, I was in my, uh, sitting up in my, uh, on my, against my headboard, and I see this nook open up, let's call it the stairs, right over here, and the Lord is sitting on this chair, legs crossed just like this, and it was real dim and dark back there. Like, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have, you would have missed it. And listen, man, it rocked me right when I saw him. I got to be careful because I'll start seeing it again. Uh, just ugly cry. I mean, ugly cry. Uh, intimacy because it was the, the, the highest, most potent realm of humility I've ever seen. Ever seen. I was like, Lord, I've got to reflect that in the earth. And, uh, and so he's back in this nook looking out. And I knew in an instant... Um, you know, you've been in those experiences where you just know the spirit, you know what's going on. Nothing was said, but I knew by the spirit what was happening. And he was longing for people to come back there and be with him. And right when I saw it, I knew it was very seldomly visited uh, for, from the body at large. Um, not like a condemning thing, but a place I think he's looking for in this hour of a company that will tuck back into that nook with him. And look, the further it got back in that nook... The tighter it got, meaning when you got in there, all it was was him. There was nothing else. There's no, there was no other agenda. There was nothing going back there for nothing for me. Or what can I go in to get out of it? You can't get anything. He was it. And it wasn't flashy. It wasn't polished. He was back there with such humility. I knew he wasn't going to wave the slightest finger to get your attention. You'd have to see him. You'd have to go back there and find him. But he yearned. He was longing for people to come be with him. And uh, wrecked me. So here I am. Ooh, you know, got my shirt. It's all. And then I ran out of space on my shirt. And uh, 
had to go in the, the bathroom right there and get a towel. I'm just sappy mess, man, ugly, contorted faces. And, uh, and I begin to see it more, and I'm still, I, I'm still seeing it fresh and fresh every time in the Word. It's, it's becoming more full, this realm of knowing Him. And I feel like when this thing sums up at the end, we're going to see the people that know Him really intimately. That's what's going to matter, that side of heaven. And He know you. You know, if you want to get technical, it's, it's, it's like um, the same thing. So I begin to, um, it wrecked me. I begin to see in the word more and more this love of knowing him. And I think far too often, if we're not careful, I want to quote some verses over you, pray and see what the Lord will do. I just pray brands us though, myself included in a new way. But look, he was back there and I knew you don't go, like out here was all the lights and I knew the function of the kingdom. You know, the go of the gospel which is of utmost importance. It's the greatest commission, not suggestion. Look, we've got to go and preach the gospel, heal the sick. This is massive, teach and train and make disciples. But I think far too often, if we're not careful, we'll get busy out here and start to neglect going back there. And then the Lord stays back here, and he's like, oh, man, and he's very proud. He's doing it all. You can't heal a mosquito without him. I've tried. <laughs> I, I got to tell you a funny story. I tried to raise a dog from the dead one time. Oh, fresh out of Bible college, you know, man of power for the hour. And so we, we I'm in Bible college and uh, these precious couple of the dog got hit, which by the way, last glory nights, remember that the dog one, that was a word of knowledge people got. It was awesome. They were totally hit with people. So I see their dog. I'm like, oh, here we go. Watch this. They're going to get born again. Dog's going to come back. Dogs stay there. It was horrible. I'm like, I mean, well, hold on. Try again. You know, Jesus' name. Dog's just sitting there, precious little. And uh, so I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I just, <laughs> just trying. And anyway, we, you, you go for it and try. I'm, I'm 0 for 3 on dead bodies, too, but we're going for it. We're trying, you know. So anyway, um, but the Great Commission, look, of utmost importance, you'll be rewarded according to what you've done, so don't mishear me. The works is very, very important. But if we're not careful, sometimes we stay out there uh, more than we go back here. And I'm starting to realize those that truly carry weight that side of heaven know this nook all too well. And I knew the crowd got thin there. And the Lord, he's okay either way. He loves you. Listen, he, you know, he's unconditional, full of compassion, mercy, slow to anger. Loving kindness, I mean, and he looks out there loving you, no less, but he's longing for people to love him. This is that bridegroom side to him. And, uh, and it messed me up, so I begin to see in Scripture, and, um, and I'll uh, begin to land it through, through the Word and all this. But you see in Philippians chapter 3, you touched on it last night, Paul writes, uh, verses 8 through 11 of the church of Philippi, he goes, yes, everything else is worthless, when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. He's talking about the resume of his life, many things he could hang his hat on. But he's like, look, I'm figuring this out. I'm one of the baddest apostles in the land. He goes, I'm, I'm really figuring this whole thing out. Everything, when compared to knowing him, complete trash. Not of no value, very valuable, but just when you compare it to that, it's, it's trash. You understand? So knowing him, I'm telling you the, the value of this. And I think far too often, um, if we're not careful, our priorities start to get out of balance. 
um, if we're not careful, we mean well. But I pray the Lord will recalibrate us in this hour that our main lens and filter we see life through is knowing him. And from that place, go out of the nook and heal the sick and, you know, do the works. And um, he goes on, he says, uh, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him. He says it again. And the power of his resurrection may share in his sufferings and so forth and so on. John 17, 3 uh, Remember, I was telling you guys that Leonard Ravenhill said it was like the Holy of Holies. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, he says, This is eternal life that they may know you. Basically, right before this, if you look at this passage, Jesus says, Look, Father, my hour has come. Meaning the whole reason of why I came. And I'm about to die and rise again. This whole thing has come. And then he, go, he jumps right into this. This is eternal, meaning this is the whole reason I came right here. Eternal life. And then what is that? That they may know you. This is it. This is the prize to know him. You understand? It, look, I, and I think it's freeing because you're like, oh, yeah, I don't need to have all the, you know, resume and the, I, we do this. And because I think, um, you know, even in the kingdom, for sure, in the marketplace, in the secular world, it's like people, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? That's the question. Well, how many people, what do you, what do you, you know? And it doesn't add up that way in heaven. It's like, do you know him or not? Is that nook familiar with you or not? And these are the people I'm looking to run with. I love all of them, but it's like they're a company. They're just a little different. They don't care. They're not trying to impress you. They just want to know him. And you saw Jesus live this out, obviously, in the highest form. He was constantly tucking away to be with the Father. Mark chapter 135, he got up well before the sun. Do we got any morning people in here, the early birds? About 10 hands. Praise his name. I'm teasing. Uh, but well before the sun, went a, a stone throw away from the disciples, you know, secret place to be with the Father. And, uh, but this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Like this is the mark. You guys see what I'm saying? That we may know him. And every time you see this word know that they use, John, Peter, Paul, all of them, it's, if you study the word out, it's a deep experiential knowing. It has little to do with head knowledge at all. It's included, but it doesn't stop there. It literally has to do with firsthand. Look, I've studied this out deeply. It has to do with firsthand contact, experiential knowledge to know him. Every time Jesus mentions it, that's what it's talking about. So... Look, hearing about him secondhand, we do that. We need that as well, you know. That's so why Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Sometimes you need leaders to follow, and we need the body to encourage and teach and train, and iron sharpens iron. But there's something to do with, that's the other thing. Only one other person can fit back in this nook. It's just you and him. It's a deep place of secret one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. It, it narrowed back there, and it was hidden and dark and not flashy. It's not where you get a pat on the back. Nobody sees you, you know, um, nobody sees it. But it, to me, the value of it was the highest of all. And I pray when this thing sums up, and, and just every step we take in life, that we'd be further stepping into this place of knowing him in a real, real way, not a condemning way, not a, any of that, just pure knowing him. And I pray it would get on us uh, in a fresh new way. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, Peter says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. How many of you want to live a godly life? 
Amen, me too. And then he, but he says, how? He says, we have received all of this by coming to know him. So in the deep place of knowing him, the godly life is, is it's impossible not to walk in. Does that make sense? You become like that, which you spend time with and hang around. He goes into all kind of other um, benefits, if you will, promises being unlocked uh, from that. Over and over, you see Jesus use this as the gauge. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, I, I know the Father. And he goes on to say, like, you, if you would have known me, you would have known the Father. Just everything you start to see with the Lord, what he puts weight on is if you know him or not. Deep intimacy. And um, I, I love to compare these two parables of uh, Matthew 7 and Matthew 25. I think she put some caramel in there. That was really good. Um, uh, you see in Matthew 7... It's the company that started out in the nook, I believe, and went to, they got busy out here. Um, well, really, no, no scripture says that they never even visited the nook in a real way, but the, Matthew 25 did. But you see, we all know this passage, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 through 23. Jesus says, in that day, uh, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? You remember that? cast out devils in your name, and do many mighty exploits. Not attempt to do it. They were doing this. Like if you would look at the rap sheet of the, and they were preachers, full out. Like I don't know if you know, like if you're prophesying, casting out devils, doing many mighty exploits in the name of the Lord, these are full out ministers of the gospel. Under the impression that he's Lord, they'll tell him, Lord, Lord, did we not? And sure enough, they started hanging their hat on what they did, which again, we should do. Please don't mishear me. That's totally biblical. But not out there only. You guys know me. First priority of all is to know him. It's the nook. That's the place we live out of. I, I built, um, many of you have heard me say this before. I built custom homes for years. I was in it for a decade. Then own my own company and all this. And hands down, the most important thing you ever would do was the foundation. And it's never seen. We can't even see this one. What's the floors and the aesthetics and the pretty this and that you put over it. You don't even, you never see it as underground and I liken that to this nook, this place of being with him. But we would put overtime into studying out the, the foundations. And, yeah, Chad, you can relate, bro. Like, isn't it, is it not? The foundation is the most important thing. He, he builds homes as well. Um, rebar, extra strength and, and code and going by things uh, there. Because if that gets off, everything else gets off. You get one little... Uh, crack going and something out of level, you won't see it initially, but through time, you're all of a sudden like, oh, why is the door not shutting real well? And that window just, it used to flow so smooth, you know, it's like stuff. And then all that crack takes off on the top corner of the door. It's the foundation. And that's the secret place of knowing him. So may we be a people, my whole point is, that it's like that nook is, is it's immovable. It's what we live for. It's why we wake up. The bread of life, the fountain of life, him. And then from that place, we come out just oily ones. I mean, just dripping, sliding through life. One of my favorites is Job 29.6. He was like, oh, as, as though it were in the days of old when my feet were bathed in butter. Meaning it's just rollerblading. I mean, slipping and sliding through life, favor. And the oily ones, you kind of do that. You just don't care. You kind of drip with a different substance. You kind of like people like, you're an idiot. You're like, thank you. Feels good. <laughs> it just slides off. You know, um, I, w I was, uh, I found a, you just, you know what I mean? You're just kind of just 
sliding through life, butter, favor. And uh, uh, I was telling our academy students, somehow I found it. I normally don't see stuff like this, but a uh, uh, YouTube, pretty good put platform, went out of their way and made this whole thing against us and, and uh, did a great job, honestly, the excellence. And, so I was like, man, let me, I just, I just come out of prayer too, just had glory, you know, and so I was like, bless his socks off. I was like, man, dude, y'all do things with such excellence and just, just blessing them, you know what I mean? You bless your enemies, I don't care. And, uh, but you just walk to a different level of him, you know, and, um, but living out of there first. And then the accuracy of how you obey out here is a lot more um, precise and potent. You know, Mary, she's at his feet. Martha's busy out here. And uh, if we're not too careful, we'll get busy out here. And Mary comes out, and it's like the Marys, I liken it like this. They, you know, they sit at his feet, and they look like they're not getting anything done, but they come out of the secret place in that oil. You take one step of obedience to his voice, and it's like, and it's like, and it's super easy, a lot less effort, another step. It's like, and then the Marthas, nooks not visited a whole lot. They're busy, and they're, you know, and they're not going anywhere. You know, and look at me, I'm doing, you know, I got all this, and hang my hat. And, and Mary's like, just never broke a sweat. Feet of Jesus. Go here, Lord. Okay. You ever seen those people? You're like, how did they, they just got born again? Like, why, why is there such a wind? What are they? And they're just so madly in love with him, you know. Um, I love it. We used to have a, a hamster named him Rhino, little, little brown and white uh, fuzzball. And... Uh, we feed him Reese's pieces. He would he would turn them and you know. And uh, but listen, them, them them hamsters are Marthas. They they just run on a wheel, don't get nowhere. Just, they think they're going somewhere, you know. <laughs> He'd get off, and be like, I'm still in this cage, like uh, same sawdust or whatever. And so out there is, you know, Martha and Rhino world, and 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 you just. The nook is uh, just where we want to live. And so um, Matthew uh, 7, these preachers, you know, they, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out devils, many mighty exploits, mighty, not just okay, mighty. I'm telling you, I think far too often we're fooled by the outward resume, what's getting done. And again, I love that though. I run with some people, man, I'm just like, what in the world? Daniel Clint, I don't even get his logic. He does not think small. He can't. I get around him. He doesn't understand small, it, it, but it's just grace. It's an assignment on his life. And uh, so, so it's awesome. But um, if you'd look at the resume, you know, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, these are top gunners of our day for the kingdom. But, again, Je Jesus assesses them. He steps back, kind of scans him. He's like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know you boys. Don't even know you. Furthermore, I don't like these type of verses. They're in there. He says, depart from me, uh, workers of iniquity. I'm like, how is prophecy casting out devils? They weren't attempting to. They were literally moving forces of darkness out. You understand? And mighty exploits in the name of the Lord, works of iniquity. How does that sum up? And it's because it's not visited here. They don't know him. It's not from this place of intimacy. And that's where the Bible talks about you can bring wood, hay, and stubble before the Lord one day and it get burnt up. Or gemstones. Gems are birthed out of this place. I'll be honest, anybody can tap into the flow this way and gifts and prophecy, and I love it again. I say, do it. We're all, I mean, go for it. We teach it. Do it more. 
But as you can see in Matthew 7, it's super clear. Jesus says, I never knew you. Meaning at never any point in time. And that no there word he used is the same word Mary used for saying, I never knew Joseph intimately. It's a deep bridal becoming one knowing. And Jesus said, I never at any point in time knew you. And that's where you come to become one with him is in this nook. And uh, you fast forward to Matthew 25, and I'll start to land it. Um, you see another company. I touched on it last night, the ten virgins, all in pursuit of the bridegroom. Remember? Five foolish, five wise with extra oil. And it says at midnight a cry came, the bridegroom has come, which is super telling for the times. It's, that's the darkest hour. So the bridegroom will come in the darkest hour. And Matthew 25 is right after Matthew 24, which is an end times um, passage. He kicks right into it. And uh, bridegroom has come. A door's there. He opens it up to welcome M. It, it says the, the wise virgins had prepared. It says those that were ready came in. They were ready. Revelation 19 says the bride prepares herself, makes herself ready. Listen, I was in, um, was it First John the other day? It says those who long for his coming... They purify themselves because he is pure. Well, you're getting into legalism, brother. It's all done in the blood. It is, but there's a yielding in this day he's asking for. James 1, 27, James says, perfect religion is this right here, that we minister to the widows and orphans in their distress and that one would keep themselves pure and unstained from the world. Keep yourself. There's, there's a cooperation. He's forever made perfect, Hebrews 10, 14, those that are being made holy. There's a yielding to the already perfection in, his, in the spirit that he's done. But uh, these wise virgins were ready. They go in the door. They told the foolish virgins, look, get your own oil. I've been sliding in butter all my life, you know. <laughs> and these other cranky, foolish virgins had to go get oil last minute, which I liken to the secret place. can also be taught that's the lamp and of your ministry, and I love all the teachings on it, but I love that the pursuits for the bridegroom and that oil produced to keep that flame burning bright is the secret place as well. And uh, so the foolish ones leave. They come back, knock, just like Matthew 7, say, Lord, Lord, let us in. They're virgins. They're set apart. Listen, I'm telling you, we're going to be surprised, I believe, in heaven one day. Not out of a heavy thing at all, but like an encouraging, like, oh, yeah, let's get our focus clear in this hour and just go after what matters. And if it doesn't matter, just cut it out, you know. And um, But they came, Lord, Lord, let us in. They had lived set apart. Their whole mission was after him, but the nook was not visited of knowing him. Jesus looks out. He's like, he's kind of click, you know, or the little peephole or whatever. And he says, uh, he, it's a little different from Matthew 7. Matthew 7, he tells him, I never knew you. At any point in time, you never visited. I don't know you. I don't know you intimately. So you learn the principles of the word. His word will go forth and, and not return void. You know, he'll move. You can tap into gifts and faith and anointing and not even walk with the Lord in an intimate way. That's how his gifts are irrevocable. Anyway, but with them, he, he looks out and he says, I do not know you, meaning currently. I believe those, those foolish virgins had visited the nook at points in time of their life, but then as it got near his return, they stayed out here more, began to lose oil. You understand? And we can be fooled sometimes because the kingdom can still work, anointing, things like this. Um, 
But he looks out and he says, I do not currently know you. I do not know you. Matthew 7, never knew you. Foolish virgins, he looks out and he says, I do not know you. Left the door shut. They didn't make it into the wedding feast. So the, the whole point is the same word to deep knowing. Actually, it means to know by seeing the one he, he used there. And that's why it's the darkest hour. We need our lamps burning bright to see in the dark hour. See clearly that can only be burning with extra oil. Does this make sense to you guys? And um, so this realm of knowing him is listen of utmost importance. I believe he's longing for people to come back there. And however it looks to you, it looks so different. That's what I loved about, I was telling my kids about um, Chris and Summer. We got to go be with them at, at their place in, in an intimate time of worship. And, and I was listening to the lingo. I was like, yeah, they're that type of company. I, Summer was like, she goes, it all starts here, you know, in the intimate place of the home, the secret place she was talking about. Because they've been in mass major platforms, just with Randy, I believe. Yeah, Global Awakening, all kind of stuff. But you could hear their heart. Their fa oh, yeah, and they also said their favorite place was to do it there in the home, the secret intimate place of being with him. That's where it's most potent first. Then you take it out publicly, you know. And uh, so I pray that we'd be that company, again, not, not condemning by any ways, but like, oh, yeah, help me, Lord, know you. However it looks to me, it's going to look very different from person to person, but that, sorry, we live our life through going back to that nook would be all too familiar with that nook of knowing him deeply. Um, I touched on it last night where 1 John 1, 1, he says, he who is from the beginning, who I heard with my ears, this is deep experiential knowing, first-hand contact knowledge, heard with my ears, saw, this is the progression he uses, looked upon. He takes it even deeper. So I, I see the iPad up here. But then to look upon it is to deeply gaze, intently Look upon. The, the original Greek there is theatron, like you sit in a theater and just stare. So basically, John was saying, I, we heard him with our own ears. He was a possessed man. He who was always from the beginning, nothing started, ever initiated, came to being. Ever, it was always him from the beginning. We heard him, saw him, looked upon him in the final touch, he says, and we touched him with our own hands. We've got to live a life this way, you know, and some of us may say, well, I don't feel like I know him that well. It's okay. It's available to all. And just keep plugging and staying, staying at it, not out of legalism, but out of this is the highest value in life. And from there, um, you know, destiny is inevitable. How many of you guys know that? You, destiny can't not happen if you don't, you know, if you do, sorry, walk in a deep place of knowing him. Love you, Demetria. You got to catch a flight? Yeah, love you. We'll be right behind you, actually. Um, but destiny can't not happen without this deep place of knowing him. So just want to encourage us into that place. Um, man, it's all over the word. Ephesians 1, I taught recently on the spirit of wisdom and revelation. But guess where it's found? In the knowledge of him. It's in the knowing of him. Ephesians 4, and I'll land it here. We all love this. 11, you look at the whole passage, and uh, Paul's basically summing up in, in Ephesians 4, the whole storyline of why Jesus came. He died, rose again. It talks about him ascending, and it's where he says, look, if it says he ascended, it had to have meant he descended, plundered hell, ascended, filled the universe, gave gifts to men. You all, all remember this. It talks about the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, which we need in, in the fullness. But he basically gives the whole storyline of Jesus dying, rise again. Why? To fill the heavens Give gifts to men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And if you read further, he goes, for this, 
that we would all obtain the unity of faith and come to the knowledge of him. It's like this is what it's all for. And if you keep reading, it says, and that's how they step into mature manhood. I'm telling you, maturity is in knowing him. Not if you can read somebody's mail, but do it. It's awesome. You know what I mean? But I think far too often we're fooled by gifts, and maturity is in knowing him. And in knowing him, you, you reflect him. You really are. It's like you become like that which you truly know in an intimate way. So awesome. You guys want to stand? I told you I wouldn't keep you long, and we'll pray. So look, I, I heard this and saw it clear as day, word of knowledge. I'm probably going to share it tonight too. When, when it happens on the same day and you're preaching twice a day, you don't know, you know, sometimes for me, sometimes I'll know, but I, I'm going to release it here too, just in case. So if this applies to anybody, and in a second, we want to pray. If you need healing in your body, it's a fresh touch from God, whatever, definitely the right ear, that was one. But this one, listen to this. I heard crystal clear, you guys get the prophetic, sometimes I'll hear in mysterious ways and see things, but I heard this phrase he, talking about God, he does not work like the NADA. And then immediately I saw this honey being poured out. So I heard this and it triggered me seeing honey being poured out. I was like, what's the NADA? I came out of prayer. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And I had to literally look it up. It means the National Automobile Dealers Association. And so I looked them up and they, they basically have to do dealing in, in cars and the way you buy it in, with their system. But what I heard is God does not deal, he does not work like the NADA. And honey is, is hands down, uh, has to do with abundance and provision in scripture. I'll take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. So I believe there's something to do with on a car. And if y'all don't take it, I'm taking it. But, but a, a, um, a real supernatural shift in honey from heaven, how God looked. God doesn't do it like that. Although sometimes we do, we know that. But I believe there's going to be something supernatural with an automobile um, with somebody and it being released, unlocked in, in a provisional way that you won't have to go through the system of like the NADA and dealing and all that stuff because it, it says he does not work like that. And so, um, yes, yeah, so let's pray over that. And then does anybody need, need a, there's a car situation or whatever? Everybody's like, everybody's like, Mercedes, yeah, <laughs> BMW, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, we say yes, Lord, to all of it. And, um, and the, uh, the right ear. So maybe, Chris and Summer, if y'all don't mind helping me real quick. And, and uh, we'll pray. Um, yeah, Ron, Stacy, Eva, if y'all don't mind. Maybe Brent, uh, maybe Kristen and Priscilla, if y'all don't mind helping me. We'll, we'll set up here and pray.